Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? It's, it's going well, Connor. I'm quite full, I will say. I was out for lunch earlier. Uh, had... <laughs> Had a big burger, okay? And and what did I do? Big Egypt that I am. Mac and cheese oh. on the side. Oh, oh. I'm, oh, I'm so oh. full. I've never been as full in my life. But I'm if this is your first episode, it was If this is your first episode, it was nice to see you. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. We like to wait about early on the show here. <laughs> yeah, imagine. We just start the first five minutes talking about your mac and cheese. And they were like, now, for the real fans, let's tell social security numbers. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Not to, well, look, it was good mac and cheese. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, Where did it rank? In in my, in my rack and, I can't say that sentence. Sorry, my mac and cheese rankings. Yeah, uh, I would say slightly below. There's this place in Camden called Bird <laughs> that has really good mac and cheese. Uh, they also specialise in fried chicken. Um, so it's somewhere slightly below there, but not bad considering it's like on my doorstep. You know, guys, it's convenience, the price of convenience. So Connor's social security number is. <laughs> you know what? Even the fans have tuned out. <laughs> Everyone has tuned out. Well, then it's just for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, this is Movie Mondays, and it's been a pretty big week in the movie it world. Has. Um, not just in your belly <laughs> i can only assume it has but been a also, big week though <laughs> it has been a big week you've had a few big lunches um are you mad for a big lunch little dinner oh i you know what actually i think i'd prefer a big lunch little dinner in most situations i like being li- able I'm to do things lunch. in the evening you know no. lunch boy no i'm no, a little no, lunch no. big dinner man <laughs> oh we can never eat together <laughs> we'll never bond um, so I'll be I'll be wanting to leave you're sitting down for the second course it'll never work Sean I'm filling up on bread um, so Sean this is as I said it's a big week for comic book movie news and we had one massive trailer that dropped 
and we yep. are recording this on Sunday. So, you have said to me there are some rumours that I'm yes. not very happy about because it, this show is going to drop tomorrow. Please tell us. So, apparently, there's, I think it's called Cinecon or something in Vegas, but it's a big meeting for a load of Sony like shareholders and investors are there where they're talking about upcoming Sony projects. Now, one of the most major things that they have on the cards would be a certain Spider-Man No Way Home. And we have not gotten a trailer for that yet. The rumour in the rumour mill that's going around is that that is going to drop tomorrow, which would be Monday. Um, and that meeting goes from like 6 to 9pm Vegas time. So that would be after we record, even if we left it till Monday to record the show, we would miss that news. So we will give our thoughts on it if it comes out. If it doesn't, excellent for everyone, except for the fans, quite honestly. And yeah, but we, fuck, we them. Will give, that, fuck them. But look, we have plenty of meat to chew into this week because we do have the Eternals trailer to talk a whole bunch about. We um, do, and I so, think we should finish on that because that trailer is... It's a lot bigger than I even expected it to be, to be honest with me you. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to start this week with news that I think would be number one, would be our big news story of the week in any other week, and that is Captain America 4 is officially happening, Sean, with Mr. Anthony Mackie set to take the role of Captain of America. So Very good. What do you think about this news? I mean, I think we kind of already had a basically confirmed after this series because um, it, it, that ends spoilers I guess but it says Captain America will return at the end of the series um, and also I think like straight during the finale they were like yeah they're working on Captain America 4 but it's good to know that it's kind of it, no, it won't be called Captain America 4 but it, I, I like how they're referring to it here they're not calling it Sam Wilson's Captain America. It's like, no, this is a continuation on from the original Captain America trilogy that we have in the MCU. Because that that's how comic books would work. You have somebody take the mantle and then you just keep calling it that. Like, I mean, it, for any scenario of any character taking over, like even say Dick Grayson becomes Batman for a run, they're not going to call it Dick Grayson's Batman. They're just going to say yeah. it's Batman. He, he is, is Batman now that character. Now. Yeah, like, like how many Spider-Men have there been over the years? And they're all just called Spider-Man. Like Miles Morales. Miles Morales is not called Miles Morales colon Spider-Man. It's just, he's Spider-Man. Th- yeah, he's been given Spider-Man that mantle. Comics. So now, uh, the other two things that we know are that uh, it will be written by the same writer, or the head writer of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, make of that what you will. It might be very good with him interacting with other people. Not so good with the villains. We're not quite sure at the minute, but... Yep. Um, <laughs> Let's hope there's no pandemic-centred plot lines that have to be cut at the last minute. And they have to get a vaccine in episode one, but that doesn't make any sense, because it's never mentioned again. Never plays into things. I think it was <laughs> for, like, tuberculosis or something that they said, but, like, I guess... But it was, def- it was definitely done in, like, a- like, afterwards. Like, it wasn't on Sam Wilson's face when he said it's for tuberculosis. <laughs> It was no. said in the studio somewhere. It was, it was, no, it was like an, an overdubbed voice at the start of the episode. In this season, our heroes are searching <laughs> yeah, for a exactly. vaccine. <laughs> um, so it is being written by uh, Malcolm Spellman, who wrote that series. Now, look, we don't know if that's good or bad. I'm sure it'll be quite good. Um, 
And Yeah, look, I like that series more than I dislike it, to be honest. It has some very good points, and it does live off two things. One is Anthony Mackie, and the other one is Sebastian Stan, who, my next question, <laughs> Sean, is, does Mr. Stan appear in this film? Maybe, because he was he seemed quite... Um, he was quite a part of, like, Sam's life at the end. So maybe that they are just, like, they're friends again. Because I, I feel like Bucky really had an arc in the series. Like, uh, I think they tried to give him an arc. No, they no sorry, sorry. three episodes. <laughs> they, no, hang on. So not, they, it might not have been a satisfying arc, but they took, they brought, they made the character end up in a place at the end of that movie. <laughs> where, no, because here's the thing. But no, but look at it. Like, because now, at the minute, Bucky Barnes in the MCU seems to be fine. Yeah. He seems to have no issues at the minute. Like, and I don't know if that's going to work for that character. I no. want him, I want him haunted. He can still be haunted. He can still be okay. haunted, but he can be just like, I guess he'll just be more sarcastic now. Yeah, I suppose. But did the old man forgive him is the main question. Is that the main question? <laughs> that's the main question. <laughs> like if he forgave him, then maybe he's like, all right, that's grand. I'm, I'm done now. I'm going to live yeah. life on, on the edge. I'm very happy. I could see Bucky maybe just being in Wakanda. Um, and that's just where he spends most of his time. Maybe he goes can't back star to farming. every movie. He can't star every movie in Wakanda. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he yeah, just keeps he can. going back and they have to keep getting him and bringing him they back. They have to keep dragging him back into things. Um, <laughs> I, I like, because what... Could, I, I, this is the thing about the MCU is like, what hero work is there to do day to day? A lot of the stuff we see is big bads and big villains. Um, there's very little just like monitoring the streets that goes on. Do you think the role of Bucky though will be very big? Or do you think with Anthony Mackie coming in, it's his first big film in this role. Do you think they want to lower that Sebastian Stan part and maybe emphasise him a lot more? I do, I do think like Bucky will probably be a lesser player, more focusing on Sam, you know, maybe learning the ropes, maybe learning some of the downsides of being Captain America. He probably knows a lot of them already, but maybe learning that, no, 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 this is part of the job, it's what I have to do. I would love to see more of the Isaiah Bradley the and the Patriot stuff. Yes, um, that's really interesting. That would be really, really interesting to dive into. Maybe like showing, you know, like Isaiah's grandson, like showing him the ropes of like, heroism and stuff. Or Torres, because you have Torres who was left with the Falcon Wings. Maybe they're like a an air-based dynamic duo kind of thing. You could, and you have like Captain America giving Torres tips. Like Torres still can't go again. He's like, I know I'm Captain America now, but you're doing that wrong. You could actually get more... You could be better if you did this or this. Just some tips, kind of. But then you could even just have one scene where Sebastian Stan turns up and Andy Mackie's like, I know a guy who can get this chip or MacGuffin that we need to get to the yeah. next bit. We need we need to get up those steps real quick. <laughs> who do we know? <laughs> oh, no. I need to fix my boat again. Where is he? <laughs> oh, he keeps breaking that boat. Look, I, I'm, 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 look I'll, I'll watch it. That's the thing. Um, it'll still be a, a solid Captain America movie, I'm sure. Um, it, I, I, 
I think, it does, it's, I think does, it's going to be good. I, I think it could be interesting because it mixes it up. You don't have to do a Steve Rogers story anymore. Like you have a, that's true. You basically have a brand new character that you can do really interesting stories with and perhaps really boring stories with, but hopefully they go the interesting route. Yes, and like he's much more of a free agent this time. Like you won't have to have the whole Winter Soldier thing where he goes rogue. Like so he's just operating as he sees fit at the minute. Yeah, exactly. Um... Okay, so we're going to have to move on to our other pretty big news, but it's on the DC side, and that is on HBO Max, it has been announced that they are going to be doing, not only will they be working on um, a, a Batgirl film that is already in the works, but there is going to be a Black Canary film, um, st- starring Journey, uh, Journey Smollett, and so she's coming back from Birds of Prey, and she's going to be playing the titular character in this in this movie. Very exciting stuff because I don't think that character. I think it got like a, just a taste of what you could do, and then. But that movie is it's an ensemble, so you can't show everybody. So you have she's going to get her own film. That's cool, and like it's it's good to see that they're not just giving up on that universe of characters that, as you say, they like dip their toe into and never really committed on. Is it just HBO Max? Um, it says that it's going to be a spin-off movie for HBO Max. Currently, right, it's not so. going to be a dual release as as of right now. It's down as just a HBO Max release, which is very similar to what Batgirl is. Okay, that's an interesting way of going about it because either maybe they feel like there's not the money at the minute in releasing it in a cinema, or maybe they're really trying to push HBO Max towards you know fans of Batman basically because there's a lot of stuff in the DCU. DCEU, excuse me, uh, that are, you know, tied to Batman and Batman-based projects. Yeah, and but well, I mean, he's the cash cow, so you work around him and just throw it off. And the best part is, he's got lots of interesting characters that you can work around. And it's very true. Although I would say Black Canary is probably more of a Green Arrow character, um, just in terms yeah. of in that world. But I think you could do this movie and then do another Birds of Prey. But I think it was always going to go to HBO Max if Batgirl wasn't getting a cinematic release, which I think it should. The fact that it's not is kind of like, well, if they're not going to release Batgirl, they're not going to release Black Canary. Yeah, like it just seems like they're not willing to take the chance. It's kind which of I don't, it's kind I of don't like. Just, yeah. just do I'm glad it. the film. Yeah, I'm glad they're getting made. But if it's being made, just put the distribution behind it. And if it's a good movie. If it's a good movie, it will make the money back. I think you go off the basis that I understand there's lots of money involved, but at the same time, Warner Brothers, it has a bit of money. I don't want to say it too loudly, but I think they have at least $10. So, that, yeah. I would say that if you're going to do a film, put it out cinema-wise, okay? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. what's the worst that could happen? Okay, you did Birds of Prey. And they didn't like the reception to that. But you have also done Suicide Squad that you put like $600 million into. And then you've also done Batman vs. Superman that did not do very well. And you've also done the Justice League that they definitely did not do very well. And they cost a lot more money. So what if you made Black Canary for, say, $70 million? And fuck it. I mean, if it makes $150 million, we're doing quite well. 
Okay, yeah, that's cool. We're quids in, lads. It doesn't yeah. have to break a billion. And even better, what happens if people go, you know what, I kind of like Black Canary. That movie was pretty good. Oh, wait, oh, now we have another character that we people like and we can make more money off of. It's, it, I, like, it, it, it's, you, you, I, you kind of touched on that. Not every movie has to be a billion dollar movie. Like, it can still be a very successful movie without crossing that mark. I get that that looks good for shareholders and things like that. But if you expect every movie to make a billion dollars, you will be disappointed. Especially now, because it's people aren't going to cinemas as much, which is totally fair. The first Deadpool movie was made for $50 million. And that was the only way that studio would make that movie for like, yeah. they were like, we're not making it if we have to cost it any more than 50 million because they didn't know if it would make any money. It was all rated. It was a character nobody had seen before. Like, well, they had seen it once, well, but nobody well. had seen it before. Um, but they were like, we're not going over that. You've got 50 million right. Do whatever you want. Surely can- you could do a Black Canary film for $50 million. And if it makes 200 million lads were laughing and if it only makes 100 million you still made more you made double what you would it cost to make the first Iron Man made 585 million dollars at the box office now that's a lot that is nothing to Marvel today but they they weren't out with a game Avengers was the first one I think that hit a billion yeah like, and I think you you're gonna need to do a few characters that won't break a billion and because even the ones that they're betting on um, say, not Suicide Squad, like, Justice League. That did not make the money that they wanted it to. Batman vs Superman did not make the money. I mean, it's got Batman and Superman. Who could not like this film? Like, Guys, you're you're wrong for not liking it. <laughs> and I know the Suicide Squad, uh, I think commercially, commercially has not done as well as they thought it would, but that's a different scenario due to the fact that, I mean, there's something going on worldwide right now that's kind of making a difference i would say yeah and you can you like people can watch it at home as well yeah exactly and so i think releasing these movies and it always seems not to get too into it it does seem to be the female characters that all seem to be going to hbo max now it's is it a coincidence or is it definitely not a coincidence that all of the good female characters Nobody will want to see them in the cinema. <laughs> we'll put but, them over here. But they're like they're, they're they're because of those that notion. They're restricting the access, meaning that when it doesn't do as well on HBO it's a Max, cycle. it's a cycle. Yeah, and then that just gives them credibility for down the line to say, "Oh no, we can't do that." Look at what happened with Black Canary, and they're also sending Blue Beetle over to HBO Max. Um, now, right. Blue Beetle is Jamie Reyes, who notoriously, he's not just, he doesn't look like Henry Cavill. So, no. Um, so there's another character that people probably are going to like him. Let's put him over to the side. And this is all happening while, not to compare, but Shang-Chi is in the cinema. <laughs> that <laughs> Disney or DC would definitely put Shang-Chi on HBO Max. That's, oh, yeah. Like in a heartbeat. Yeah. Because... Yeah, it's not a, a generic white man lead. But like, and that, uh, Shang-Chi is only cinema as well. Yeah. Go, like, now, they've had their own legal troubles. But, yes. but um, <laughs> I, I think Kevin Feige's like, put everything in the fucking cinema. <laughs> we don't want to get any more people joining Scarlet. That's, but like, it's, it's, it, that's a, like, I feel like 
Shang-Chi is like, it's, this is a different discussion of what this story is, but there are some films that it's important for them to be in the cinema because then it's like, it's this big release for um, movies with leads that might not be traditionally lead roles in movies in Hollywood, say. So like yeah. your Shang-Chi's, like, like your Blue Beetles. Like, yeah, and I, I think like just stories like this, I mean, this could just be a simple story. They're sending uh, Black Canary, the film is going to HBO Max. And I think that's fantastic that it's getting made. But I do look at these stories kind of like rolling my eyes. Like, just why would you just take the chance? Like, fuck it. I mean, you've got like three trillion (laughs) dollars. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Just, I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen is it bobs. But you've already expected it to bob. So you haven't put it in the cinema in the first place. So... that's the thing. Like, I'm just, can, I just, is it? Pub, it's probably public knowledge, but Warner Brothers' revenue, uh, <laughs> their revenue for 2020 was 30.4 billion. Hmm. Uh, now, and look, that's their revenue. They have overheads and things that they have to pay for offices, staff, all this kind of stuff. Their operating income was 8.19 billion. Yeah, but what about the the 20 million that they're going to lose? You gotta count those pennies. That oh, that would round it down to seven point nine nine billion. <laughs> no, sorry, it would be eight point one seven billion. <laughs> That's not enough. I need more. I um, need more. So, yeah, the HBO Max will be getting very excited news. Uh, Black Canary. I'm I'm delighted actually for Jodie Smollett as well that she gets to replay this character because Birds of Prey kind of came and then. Now they're saying they're probably not going to do another one. So I'm yeah. sure she's delighted. And I'm kind of, I'm delighted to see where they go with this because that's a character that you could make a lot of money with. And it's a character that's really interesting and really cool. So fucking do a really good movie and then a lot, you're going to get lots more fans. It's going to be yeah. cool stuff. Listen up, Warner dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if like people like Batgirl, Blue Beetle and Black Canary more than they like whatever is in the actual cinema. Oh, that that would be a like more than the trench or whatever. Like, <sighs> can't wait for that trench. It's it's been stopped. They cancelled it, but I can't wait for it. I'm making my own. Yeah, in your backyard. Yeah, in my backyard. I've just I got a shovel. <laughs> just don't go. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a World War One film now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is this is a headline that would normally appear in weird news, right? And oh. it's, it's movie news. But it's also so dumb that I had to read it twice because we've heard of we've heard of actors Jared Leto famously. He's doing a role. He's going to get immersed in the role. You become a, one with the role. A method of acting, if you will. A method of acting. Now you've always said to me, method acting. I don't understand it. If you're good at acting, just it. act. Yes. Yeah, now you've always said that. Yeah. And you, I think you said to me once, if you're if you're acting as a butcher and you go train as a butcher for six months, you're no longer acting. You're just a butcher. You're just a butcher. So. I I feel I robbed that quote. I think that's from John Richardson. But I'm also I stand by the sentiment. Like, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so we've had some serious method actors before, but I don't think any of them will currently top the news story this week. That is very small, but caught my eye, and that is Old Wilson. And Vince Vaughn planned to crash real weddings to inspire wedding crashers too. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> this is awful news. <laughs> Why would they do this? Does that mean they're going to go sleep with some bridesmaids? 
But that, but that, that's, but like, that's not charming, is it? Like, they're, I thought they were, surely they are married and like, <laughs> they're like in their fifties, just leave it, Vince. But they did, but, but, but hmm, hmm, okay, so, here's the thing, they've already done Wedding Crashers. Yeah. So you think so, they'd be trained up, but they need to meta act for the second one. But I think this is going to be a rude fucking awakening then, because I don't think people are as conveniently written in real life as they are on screen. So when they crash a wedding and get decked, yeah. it's going to be their own fault. But then they also have the star power. Owen Wilson coming off Loki. People like Owen. Uh, yeah. Vince. Vince Vaughn. Off still about. <laughs> Vince is around. He's doing things, I'm sure. He's also in that horror there. movie recently. Yeah, something like that. But I don't know. Like, why do you need to do that? This is... It sounds like marketing. It sounds like really shitty... I just literally threw this story in to annoy you because I, I know <laughs> I'm it so annoyed. Because there's there's a couple of ways to do that kind of thing. Like Will Ferrell when he's doing Ron Burgundy, he's in character the entire time. Like mm. he's walking around, he's going chatting to people and being that, and 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 I find that grating. And then you have the likes of, um, it's a, that's a t- it's a bad example, but I also. The way Bill Murray does things just by being Bill Murray, I don't agree with that. I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I just think, because you don't need to crash weddings to learn how to act in the sequel to Wedding Crashers. <laughs> but what if they're out with practice? You're going to need a bit of training. I did not know. It's not a skill. No, it it's is. not something you have to learn. It is. got to be charming. No. you got to be slick. Like, you can fuck up a wedding so many ways with no, no training. I, I think you need a bit of training. You turn up. You, you use your charms. Yeah, I'm, I'm, only watching, I'm only going off the plot of the first one. You yeah. charm a few lovely ladies. Um, have a few romantic relationships. And then perhaps fall in love with one of them accidentally. And then that leads to bad things. Because women... Fall in love. <laughs> 2005, mate. I'm all yeah. rated. Fuck off. What if this leads to a drastically different movie? Like, because... <laughs> they have herpes. They, no, not even that. Like, they go to... Like, they crash real weddings, right? And they ruin people's days. They have a terrible time. Everyone has a terrible time. And then they, the two boys learn the error of their ways... And the sequel to Wedding Crashers is them going and mending all the fences that they broke over the years. I think that would be heartwarming. I'd watch Wouldn't that it? film. I'd watch that over anything fucking else in that Wedding <laughs> Crashers universe. So, I'm still mad so that know, that's getting a sequel. It's getting a sequel and they're, they're meta-acting their way to it. I think that's very exciting news that I have to keep up to date with. I, I'm going to just... See, Old Wilson is... Everyone likes him now from Loki. So That's true. I think this is Vince's doing. Although I think that's just because I like Owen that I'm like I'll, I'm going to trust him. I, I blame Vince. Yeah, I blame Vince for this, and he yeah. he's stringing poor Owen along. <laughs> he's, he's a bad influence, is what he is. <laughs> he is. Um, when those two are together. <clears throat> so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and this is a rumor, and it's a pretty big one, and it's about um, a certain thing called. Uh, sorry, I just have to read it here. Marvel. And so Marvel, Marvel they are secretly developing, apparently, what's going to happen in Phase 5, Sean. Oh. Right. Now, 
we don't know what's going to happen in Phase 5. They, Kevin Feige is probably the only human on the planet that does. But the rumour is that they are hopefully looking towards developing a Secret Wars movie for Phase yes. 5. Now, Sean... Fuck yes. Secret Fuck Wars. yes. What can we talk about this for? Jesus Christ. Okay. So... First of all, I'm going to have to flip these headphones. You're in the wrong ear for me. So give me just a sec. There we go. Much better. Now, Secret Wars. Okay, so there's there's a couple of versions of Secret Wars, right? But at its core, it was a marketing strategy to sell toys. So, yeah, as is all comic books. As is all comic books. And so you had this situation where all of the biggest heroes and villains from Marvel were all pulled into another world and had to fight each other. Oh, shit. Um, so it's... the There's a character called the Beyonder, and he just pulls people from the, from the Marvel Universe, puts them all on a place called Battleworld, and just says, whoever's left gets a wish. And this is where Mar- or Miles Morales comes in as Spider-Man as well. That's in the second Secret Wars that happened in 2015. Oh, the, there's I an original apologize. one from the 70s or something like that. But yeah, I think they'll more probably do the Miles Morales Secret Wars. In Now, the, the thing about that is, is that it's Doctor Doom is in charge of that. Um, basically, in that situation, there's these things called incursions, which is different universes collapsing against each other. Okay. And so... In it just happens, all the universes die. There's nothing left. Doctor Doom uses the powers of a guy called Molecule Man and basically remakes one world. It's Battle World. Doom is its leader. He's married to Sue Storm. Uh, he's, he's loving erased, life. He's loving life. He's erased all memory of Reed Richards ever existing. What a legend. We're all loving life. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's. And then it's. And no one has any memory of what went on. But, from the Ultimate Universe, which is where Miles Morales is originally from, there's an arc of survivors. There's also an arc of survivors from the Earth 616 universe, so they remember everything that happened. And so they go in and take Doom out, and then they rebuild the multiverse. So, how we know this is because recently, Jim Shooter, who's the former Marvel Comics editor-in-chief, was appearing at a Megacon panel in Florida when he revealed that he was recently asked by Marvel to write a novel based on the Secret War storyline that he wrote in 1984, Sean. That's the one, so the original one. He, when it came to signing a contract, Shooter turned down the offer when he realised that the contract was actually for something much more complex than a simple novel that they wanted. He was then contacted by the Senior Vice President of Operations, um, David Bogart, who offered him a work-for-hire contract for a $10,000 paycheck. Now, having been in the industry for decades, Shooter believed that what all this amounted to was Disney covering legalities to ease a Secret Wars project into the MCU through getting him to write a story now and then in his contract it might say just maybe one line, we can use this in future films and we don't have to pay you anymore, basically. Wow. Um, and he asked Bogart the question. He, he, this is what he said. He said, I asked Bogart the question, this means you're making a movie, right? And then when Bogart responded, I'm not allowed to tell you that, Shooter said he simply replied, I think you just did. So, so yeah. 
That's a no bullshit way of saying, yeah, yeah, you're, you're so making now, a movie. Now, look, we know Marvel and MCU, recent news has come out that they're very shitty when it comes to the old paychecks for yeah. everyone. Um, not great. Um, but this is one of those times where Jim Shooter, who would probably be, he's former Marvel Comics editor-in-chief, so he's pretty high up. So I don't think you could bullshit him. So he gets asked to write a story. He's like, this contract's a bit fucking weird. I'm going to have to go talk to them. And they're like, well, we'll just sign the contract and we'll, you know, it's not that big a deal. Just That's, just- that's really underhanded to not tell someone what the contract is for. Like, with, with the contract was technically for her to write a story. Technically. Yeah, yeah but that, like, what they're essentially saying is take, take Secret Wars, because it's, if it's a novel, if say it's like a, not even a graphic novel, just a regular novel, they're saying take the story of Secret Wars and express it on paper through text and then summarise the whole thing. Like, that's, that's what that is. And then to adapt that into a script is much easier than to adapt the entire comic. And also, if you get the guy who wrote the comic to summarise it... And only pay him $10,000, because otherwise they'd have to pay him, like, $10 million. <laughs> Yeah. Just like, like, yeah, I'll take 1% of the gross. Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, this this is where this all came from. This is him talking. Now, um, I don't know why he would ever lie about this. I don't know. It doesn't seem like something that he would just make up because it seems like a very specific story that he has said has specifically happened with him having this very specific conversation with yes. um, Mr. Bogart. So we can say, are safe to assume that they have at least tried to have Secret Wars as the big plot of Phase 5 or for, what a, for a film in Phase 5. Now, I think this could be like where they're going as an endpoint for the MCU. Because, maybe not an endpoint, but it would be a certain point in time that is like Avengers Endgame. Because, where are they going for this phase, Sean? They're going to multiple universes, are they not? So This is true. You're going to create absolute havoc in this phase, where you have everybody coming in from every different universe. Loki, not spoilers, but it fucked the timeline completely. The timeline's fucked. Everything's fucked. What's We've the still one not way? had Quantumania as well, which is towards the end of phase four. Exactly. So what's the one way they could bring them all back together and reset the timeline in a story that's already been done to reset the timeline? That, that, is, that is a very, very, very good point, Connor. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you think about it like that, it it is a nice reset point for the MCU where you can say all the stuff already happened, but now here's a bunch of characters that we've never had before that we can use. And Tom like, Holland's contract is run out at that stage, so you might need somebody else coming in. If only there were multiple Spider-Men across multiple verses that if we only there was access. A, there was an exact storyline we could adapt to bring and, his character in. And if, say, God, but, but like the Fantastic Four end up saving the multiverse at the end of things, Connor, if yeah. only there was a Fantastic Four movie in the works for it this phase. Works. Yeah. And also, isn't, aren't the X-Men very involved in Secret Wars yeah. as well? They are, mm. Yeah, hugely. <laughs> yeah, hugely involved. So, I mean, you'd have to bring them in as well bring from a different timeline. Different timeline, like, yeah, or, 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 I, don't, I don't, like, maybe just casually explain it through Eternals and how they manipulate things and oh my god it's a whole god it's a whole and also there's all the Marvel series is happening that, that's another thing and yeah 
were oh hang on when's secret invasion happening that's uh, this phase right yes it is this phase but i i cannot for the life of me tell you when in this phase totally fair do i'm just saying like if if people are saying like oh they're acting a bit different in the show than they are to how they acted in the movies well maybe it's a different maybe it's a scroll version and then scroll one i mean (laughs) fuck what the actual fuck (laughs) it makes the more you think about it the more you're like obviously that's exactly what they're going to do because it just makes sense because yeah and there's those like there, there, there's key Marvel events that happen in the comics that they're definitely always going to hit in the movies at some point. Some of them they got out of the way nice and early. Like uh, Iron Man's alcoholism was solved in about 15 minutes. But then you have things like, like Civil War. That's, big, that's as that's big as Civil War. <laughs> it, it's a bit... It's a, it, no, it's a big comic book thing. Uh, but like, the, yeah, Civil War was a, was a thing they built up to. And then, you know, the Infinity war comics and the infinity saga that whole thing that was a thing they built up to so you're right they do need something new to build towards it's very similar like dc are doing flashpoint paradox and it would be similar to them doing infinite or crisis on infinite earths really in a comic oh that's the next movie after flashpoint i can only assume they're actually going to do it halfway through the flash it's going to switch yeah it's going to be the end credits is like oh infinite crisis happened and, <laughs> and then they're going to do a matter of family as just the after credit scene. <laughs> just <laughs> going to have that at the end, just so you, you catch up. But just and then they have a whole new cast. It's great. But yeah, look, I think the more the, I just read this, and it wasn't until like I read his actual quote that I was like, the cheeky bastards. First of all, that they yeah. tried to pull this on him. Secondly, fucking clever. <laughs> it's like one of those like fucking <laughs> bastards, but also exactly what to, and also I think he's been in the game long enough that he's not going to get fooled by that that he's like this is bollocks he, yeah he was get. also like editor of Marvel when Marvel were really shitty towards their writers and artists oh yeah he knows he knows yeah, yeah. exactly what he they wrote do. the book on that <laughs> like he he wrote the, he read the contract five times because like this is what I would do if I was in yeah. your position <laughs> <laughs> just like gives a sly nod to Kevin Feige <laughs> like you clever fucker you nearly had me you um, got me Sean are you excited for Secret Wars as our big phase five thing to bring everything together yeah, I, I really am, Connor. Yeah. I don't know how much more to say, but I would really like that to happen. But the thing is, like, this phase is going to go on until maybe 2024, 25. So we could be looking at, like, if another five years for the end of the phase movie, we could be pushing 2030 by the time we see that. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, so what no episodes until 64? then. Movie 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you still podcast when I'm 64? That's what the Beatles said. They were ahead of their time, as always. <laughs> Imagine. Um, so, uh, we're moving on, I am Sean. the walrus. Just stop. <laughs> Submarine? Um, James Cameron just perked up somewhere. He's like, what? Oh. Um, so, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And big news. There is a reboot that's been planned. And the first draft of the script has been finished. Now, Dwayne Johnson is involved, Sean. He is producing oh. it. The script has been finished. What reboot are we talking about? The Scorpion King. The reboot. It's been greenlit, Sean. Script is the, first draft is written. 
Because I suppose just put Dwayne Johnson in a movie and it makes money. But they're rebooting The Scorpion King, the spin-off from The Mummy 2. Interesting you said that, because that was my exact thought process that Brendan Fraser is pretty big these days. So their thought process is... He's a Scorsese movie. Yeah, so maybe the idea is he's pretty big. Let's do the movie that's based off a spin-off. Let's do a reboot of the spin-off of his movie that people liked. Which is strange because they've already rebooted The Mummy. And it was not Tom good. <laughs> it was not good. So they're not rebooting The Mummy 2. They're rebooting the spin-off of The Mummy 2. <laughs> but the original the Mummy... Mummy 2, not The Mummy 2 that didn't happen with Tom Cruise. No, The Mummy... The Mummy 2 from 2001? When did that come out? Like 2001 or so? The Rock was in this film in 2002. Um... So this movie came out. It's a pretty big deal. Rock was I think it was Rock's first movie. Um could be, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I think that was like his big shot to fame. So I think he's got like a connection to it emotionally. He's very connected to this is what I got my big break from because he was just a wrestler. Yeah. Well, but like he was a multi-millionaire wrestler, but he was a wrestler but and then it, they said yeah, yeah. you could be good at acting and he went you could I be a could. very good actor. And <laughs> he said I am. I am now. That's what I do. Like, here's the thing. I'm not that mad about this one. Mm, because Interesting, because I know you love The Mummy. I love The Mummy, and I love The Rock, and I'm middling on reboots at best. Yeah. But I think... Just, just tell... It's just going to be a better version, surely. Because what it, lets it well, down is the know. age, because it looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, it does. But no, he looks like shit at the end of the Mummy too. In the Mummy too, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, he, but he, like he, the Scorpion King's pretty good, just in terms of a two thousand two romp or the Rock. It's grand. It, it it's grand, but like now it'll be widescreen and dark. Do you get the Rock? I think you have to get the Rock, don't you? Who's the new Rock? Uh, who's the Vin Diesel? <laughs> oh, they won't. They won't like that. They won't Vin like Diesel that. Vin Diesel is not the new rock. So you can't say John Cena because he's like four years younger than him. That doesn't count. What if we got Roman Reigns? Actually, you know what? If anyone doesn't know, Roman Reigns <laughs> is the rock's cousin and is currently in wrestling. Um and he looks like Jason Momoa's brother, probably, yeah. I would I would say. And He's more handsome than The Rock. He looks like a, a movie star more so than The Rock. He look yeah. He looks like a movie star crossed with a model. Imagine, <laughs> imagine crossed with Vin, an angel. Imagine WWE and their press release. They've already lost The Rock to movies when he was in his prime, <laughs> and they're like, "Not his more beautiful cousin. <laughs> Not again." <laughs> That is more castable cousin. <laughs> and he casts him and he has the same thing where he has to leave. It's like, talk to us later, boys. <laughs> I'm going big. I just, like, I think that'd be cool. It just, I, I think he'd do a good... I think he could be quite kingly, is the thing. Do, do you uh, know what? The minute you said that, I thought, I can't see anyone else in that role. I think that'd be really cool. Wouldn't it be unreal if Roman Reigns is the new Scorpion King? Just for the joke of it, even. Just, just Google Roman Reigns. If you don't know what he looks like, just Google him and just imagine him in the Scorpion King. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, that works. I yeah, can that, see that. That fits, actually. Sean, Sean yeah. you, you've done one piece of good fan casting ever. <laughs> I mean, and it could be his first role. No, he was in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Ah, shit. 
Fuck. Call the whole thing off, so. Yeah, Roman, you're going back in the ring. Roman, get back in the ring. WrestleMania is next week, lad. Fucking train. Vinny, Vinny, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Brilliant. <laughs> Fast and Furious 10, are you? Fair Fox. Fair Fox to you, boy. Um, so, yeah, they are going to be doing a Scorpion King reboot shot. It is being done through the Rock's uh, production company as well. So, that is Seven Books Productions, uh, because he's very fond of telling people he only has seven books in his pocket when he got uh, hired by the WWE. That's his big story. Um, it's a good story. And I think, I think it would be very funny if they just base it off of Tom Cruise's The Bobby. I just never mentioned it's connected it, to that it, universe. it was connected to that universe yeah that would be great like they never ask for permission they never tell anyone that they're doing it but like under the surface it's just like no 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 it's it, it's the same it's the same <laughs> Tom universe Cruise, Tom Cruise gets mad and like challenges the rock to a fight <laughs> and he's like faces up to him like hey <laughs> what you do with that <laughs> And then he climbs down from his little step stool and squares up. The, the, the rock just squares up to him. He's like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> really, Tom? <laughs> really. And then Roman is on the other side of him. <laughs> he's cast. And he's 6'6 six, six as well. <laughs> he's cast in this. Uh, it's, a, it's a real rock family get-together. I, I think bring them all in. Bring the whole Rock family in as this movie. I think it could work. Although, I see, The Rock could get someone... Because it's The Rock's production company, so he just needs to ask anyone, and they would just definitely go along with it. Yeah, and I think The Rock has everyone's number in his phone. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's nobody The Rock is like, can I have your number? And they're like, no. Don't <laughs> <laughs> be alone. No, um, I'd rather you didn't have that. So, shall we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this is actually a small piece for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Now, of course, we all know what's going on behind the scenes with that, and that they're kind of working on that on the side, but there is news this week that um, Marvel made several announcements, if you remember back, back last December, that they would mm. be developing some serious Disney Plus series around certain characters, and one of the characters was Riri Williams, Sean, a.k.a. Ironheart. Yes. Yes, as a, 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 a young teen scientist who builds her own uh, Iron Man-style armour. Yeah, and so Kevin Feige was talking to comicbook.com this week, and he was doing the press tour for Shang-Chi, and he had revealed that during Black Panther Wakanda Forever, we will be introduced to Riri Williams in that film as her first outing as Ironheart. So Big announcement. Ironheart will be in Black Panther Wakanda Forever and you could have like a weird Shuri Ironheart like genius connection <laughs> to do it and solve all the problems. Well, like yeah, like you could because like I Oh yeah, I really hope they don't try and do like any kind of a rivalry. I hope they like each other immediately. Oh yeah, become best friends. Become best friends because like finally someone else on, like on my level, like um, like the same level of Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. in the first Avengers. They're like, yes. oh, smart person, smart person, friend, friend. Yeah, <laughs> that immediately. I wonder how big of a intro she's going to get. Like, is it just like she shows up in the after credit scene, or does she? go to Wakanda. I suppose Wakanda's open to the whole world now. Like, they're, they're and, public. Yeah, and he and I think the fact that Feige's talking about it in public, if it was an after-credits scene, he wouldn't mention it. There's no way that he would me- name drop Riri Williams if it was... Yeah. 
if it was an after credit scene or even if it was just a cameo because he would keep all that shit close to his chest he would not want to spoil any surprises so the only reason that they're revealing her name to me would appear that she's a big part of the production that's that's very true that's very fair so what if okay so doing some parallels here Tony Stark's first mission in the Iron Man suit is that he went and he killed a bunch of terrorists for revenge. Okay. What if Riri Williams' first mission in the Iron Man suit, she goes and flies to Wakanda to ask Shuri's opinion on her technology? And then something happens, some sort of plot, that a bad person turns up and wants to destroy... Uh, Wakanda or Shuri is under pressure that like she's going to have to take over the mantle um, and so it'll become a case of maybe she's like really stick around I'm going to need your help we can do this yeah. together just uh, yeah and look, it's a very like back of a napkin kind of oh wouldn't this be cool if this happened like yeah. it, it might not make sense but like it, I, I'd like for I'd, I'd, I'd like that interaction to mean something and not just be, look at these characters together. Yeah, I think those characters are like very similar to, I mean, as you said in Avengers. Like, you've just got two geniuses talking to each other and they're both inventors. So, if anything happens, they're going to immediately be on the same page. That like, Because Shuri gives off a sense of like she's always rolling her, her eyes at everybody else. Like, these people are so dumb. Like, I'm here by yeah. myself. Nobody's getting that I'm so smart. So, like, you get another genius in. They're like, oh, I get you. Yeah, you mean to connect that thing to the other thing? Oh, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bucky, can't believe you're still hanging around Wakanda. <laughs> and people just keep trying to chase him to start more plots. <laughs> like, hey, come back. <laughs> come back, please. White Wolf. The Flag Smashers. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're back. In pog form. Uh, look, um, I, I think that would be a cool... Um, cool appearance and also it'll get people to watch the disney plus show as well which which, which it doesn't go astray yeah i just think introduce the movie a character in a film and then get their own tv series seems to be a much better idea than tv series to film uh dc so <laughs> um, so uh, we're moving on just to a small piece of news that a few weeks ago we covered a film that had cast a whole bunch of people that were all real good shot and sometimes if I see a news story that breaks and I think, that's a fucking ridiculous cast. For example, Knives Out this time has a ridiculous cast. Yes. Dune, ridiculous cast. A, a Dune, Connor. Yes. Um, but sometimes I see just cast announcements that I'm just like, we know nothing about this project. I will say this. It's a Wes Anderson film. And okay. it's not announced what the title is. It's not announced what it's about. No, we know nothing. What we do know is who has been cast in the film to play any sort of roles. So, right. Um, <laughs> so last week we had the news that uh, Miss Margot Robbie and Tom Hanks were brought in. Good cast already. Good cast. Then they decided to bring in Scarlett Johansson. And good. so then this week they've decided to bring in Hope Davis, Lee Schreiber, Jeffrey Wright, and Brian Cranston. So, oh. the, the cast so far, Sean, <laughs> it's, we don't remember, we don't know anything about the plot, 
or what the name of the film, but it's Wes Anderson directing Brian Cranston, Jeffrey Wright, Liev Schreiber, Tom Hanks, Margot Robbie, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Pretty good. Oh, also, and it- sorry. I, I do apologise. I missed a line. Also, Adrian Brody, Bill Murray, Jason Swartzman and Tilda Swinton. Oh. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> okay. And it's a Wes Anderson flick, so it'll be whimsical and heartwarming, I'm sure. Whimsical and heartwarming, I can only assume. The, um, is... No, no, sorry. I, I, was, I was thinking of a different person. Uh, who's the cannibal in Hollywood at the minute? Army Hammer, excuse me. <laughs> who's the cannibal in Hollywood? <laughs> There's an answer. There's there a is an answer. answer. That's the problem, Sean. That is yes. the problem. <laughs> so for some reason, um, I, I, I got uh, Leave Shriver and Adrian Brody cur- like merged in my head. And for yeah. some reason, that made Army Hammer. <laughs> I think Leave Shriver hasn't eaten any humans. No, well, he did a saber-tooth, canonically, but that's yeah. besides the point. Not not in real life. Adrian Brody, he's very good on the piano. He hates fucking predators. <laughs> fucking great on the piano, mate. <laughs> he hates predators. <laughs> the, um, no, that sounds like a really good... Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not, not a I've nothing else I can say but yeah, it's not a news story but it's just literally I want people to be aware that this film is being made that has Adrian Brody Bill Murray Jason Swartzman Tilda Swinton Margot Robbie Tom Hanks Scarlett Johansson Brian Cranston Jeffrey Wright and Lee Schreiber That's... so I mean I don't know what the I'm very much to key I'm very interested in keeping up to date with plot details because oh, if yeah. it's anyway good, it has to be surely like Oscar bait. But like you could tell me that was the cast for Knives Out Three, and I believe you as well. <laughs> I think they're like trying to challenge you. I think Hollywood now has a thing where you have to get the best cast. Yeah, you have to like you have to you have to outcast every other movie. <laughs> they're all doing. They're doing an Ocean's Eleven battle. That's what they're doing. That's it. That's it. That's all we need. That's all. yeah. Wes Anderson is doing a, a battle flick. Um, so, Sean, we are finishing off this week with the big news, um, and it wasn't just that film because a little trailer dropped during the week, and that was for a movie known as The Eternals. Now, Sean, The Eternals. The trailer dropped, and I'm I just I was watching it, and I had one big question. Just glaring question that was Fuck running it. through my mind. Do you know, I didn't. I genuinely didn't expect this. What? Well done. No, my big no, question no, finish, was. No, finish your thought. My big question was: Doesn't Richard Madden look well? He does actually. He but then I had well. a second question that came to oh, mind, and I thought: Doesn't Gemma Chad look well? But then suddenly a third question popped up, shot, and the rule of comedy would say that this is the funny one. But then I thought Angelini, and Angelini looks well. <laughs> Angelini, yeah. <laughs> Angelini looks well. Um, and there's Kumal, fair fucks. But, Kumail, Sean, but okay. Oh, damn it. <laughs> but, Sean, what really caught my eye was, and this is a very old school, if you have been only tuning in the last few months, you have not heard the many questions that I have asked Sean about this, and that is, Sean, what are the Eternals? This movie is eventually going to come out and that question will be answered succinctly. <laughs> if, by the way, there was like a full six month period where we had Eternals news, like with all the casting every like yeah. third week. And I just took it for great fun 
to just ask Sean what the Eternals was every time. We both had equal fun with it. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so look, in Marvel Comics, there's these being called the Celestials. They're basically leftovers from a previous universe. Functionally, they're gods. They did experiments on early man and created two genetic offshoots, one being the Eternals, which are super-powered and heroic and great, the others being the Deviants, who are little fucking monster boys, and no one likes them. Now, and here's so the interesting thing. You told me Thanos was a Deviant. Yes. And in this trailer, I apparently find out... Not. Apparently he's not in this universe. Now, that's fine. It's just different from the comic books that Thanos was a Deviant. I think because there's one line in this trailer that writes them out of all wrongdoing, because <laughs> Kid Arrington straight up asks, why didn't you do anything when Thanos snapped away half the world? A and very they good question, line, Kit. Very fair question, Kit. You're, you're playing a blinder. But they said, line, we were told not to interfere unless it was a deviant. So I guess Thanos just isn't a deviant in the MCU, but in the comics he fucking is. Because I, I got the moment where like I was like, actually... Um, you'll find that Thanos was a dean. <laughs> <laughs> I was like talking to myself watching the trailer. Oh, but, yeah, um, yeah. But, but then I realised, oh, I'm sad. <laughs> but Sean, um, the new trailer has dropped and I must say, there's been pretty big response because here's the thing, our turtles, not a big property. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean in terms of people knowing about it. I'm sure people love it, the people that read it, but... As a property, it's not going to be as eye-catching as Captain America, as Iron Man, as Thor. But, Hmm. so they have to work extra hard for these trailers to kind of get people in. Now, they do have the Marvel banner, they have the MCU, they have that whole machine behind them, fair fucks to them. But, this trailer is so good because I didn't really care about this movie, to be honest with you. (gasps) Um, not that I, not that I didn't care, but I was just kind of like, it's probably going to come out. It's probably going to be good. It's fine. I'm not that excited. I should say, maybe not care. I wasn't excited about it. Seeing this trailer, Sean, I am intrigued. It has raised my excitement levels quite a bit because this looks pretty good. This looks unreal. First of all, the cast yes. in this movie is amazing, uh, but also there is a moment in this trailer. Where I said out loud on my own, oh fuck. Because we stare down the barrel of a fucking celestial. And it looks amazing. Yeah, and so that is um, that is the bit when he's like, who told you? That's Kit Harrington, yeah. Kit Harrington talking to Gemma Chad's character. And it's just kind of like, she's like, oh, we were told not to interfere um, unless it was a deviant. And he's like outside the shop and he's just like... Who told you that? If you're gods, then who's above you? Yeah, yeah. And then we see it's it's a dude called Arishem the Judge. Um, he is the 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 leader of when the Eternals do these experiments on planets. They go off and they leave them to their own devices for a while, and then they come back and check. And then they'll have a survey. They'll go off, and then they'll leave them leave them to their own devices. Let them evolve. And then they come back and check. And so they do this generally about four times. On the fourth time, they'll pick one side, either the humans or the deviants, and they'll decide, okay, you get this world. Whichever one has done better, basically. Okay, that's so and interesting. Arishem is the lad who judges that. He des- he also decides which planets to destroy and just get rid of. Uh, nice so, guy. 
Pretty big deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so um, watching this trailer, you see a lot of things. Like you, you, even just that reveal is pretty good. I think the bit that got me was near the end, and it's only a small bit. It's when Richard Madden is getting attacked by the Deviant, and he's yeah. like holding its mouth open, and then it's he's on the ground. He just loses his laser eyes. And just in that one moment, like, that's just an action scene that you would see a lot of the time, but it's just that one, one moment that I was just like, oh shit, this looks fucking good. Like, and yeah. it was just like, and just a brief, like, it just came over me that I was like, I think I said, oh shit, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like yourself, that I was like, oh damn, and just involuntary, that I was just like, this looks interesting. I want to see what that fight scene's about. I want to see everything to do with this. Yeah, they feel from the trailer, they do feel like, fleshed out character like they they feel like characters who ha- have existed for ages and are comfortable with their power like the way Richard Madden uses those eye blasts in the short bit we've seen it's as natural as blinking to him and I mean he's, just, he's Superman he's, yeah he's pretty much Superman in this movie and and that's the way when he's fighting the Deviant and he's overpowered like he's he's held against the ground by his skull and it's like and, oh okay these guys are a threat yeah and I think um the main thing that stood out to me was the lack of CGI. Now, there is, of course, lots of CGI, as there is in every Marvel movie. But um, we have found out that, I mean, that they used a lot of real-life sets. And they, yeah. used, they they actually went to these places to basically give the film a more realistic approach. Because we've all seen that clip even from Black Widow, where they, like, CGI'd the bit when they're sitting down in the restaurant... Like, that's all green screen as well. Yeah, and, and look, you can't tell, so it doesn't really matter, but it's it, nice it, when it's on set. Like, they're in Camden. It, like, Kit Harrington shows up, like, in Camden in London, and he's just, yeah, he's and just there. Now, Chloe Zhao, who is director of this film, she's an Oscar-winning mm. filmmaker. So what happened, I think, she came in and she pitched this idea, but her idea was that I want to do real-life sets. I don't want to just be on a green screen for the whole film. I want the actors on the set... So I can, like, have things happen that is more realistic. or Their reactions are more realistic. All of this stuff. And I think even in the trailer, I think this is very, like, I don't know. It's, I think it's very... It's a, I don't think I come across quite well. It's a very posh thing to say. But, like, I think it comes across better. And I did, But then again, like, I watch all the MCU movies, like, this is class. So I yeah, don't know. Yeah, no, but, like, it, it, it is nice when, like, you, you know, you can see the sand gathering up around someone's boots and like it just it adds little bits to the realism especially um, like with loki episode five that's like that or is it episode four when the planet is blowing up like that's really bad that whole oh the yeah, green yeah, screen yeah, yeah. That. That, that's rough all right and it's a, it can take you out of the scene just as much as it yeah. can add, a, add you into it and i feel like there's enough like we need to buy into a lot going into this movie so the less barriers to buying into it the better um, so the trailer starts with Salma Hayek basically explaining that five years ago, Thanos, um, all the people on Earth disappeared, and with one snap, the humans brought all of them back. And then they basic, she basically tells Richard Madden, we've got seven days until mm. something real bad happens because the energy from that is after causing an emergence of something bad. Yeah. So, do you... Th- Deviants? Deviants? Deviant, it could be deviant, like, yeah, like that they fight, they bring deviants back, like they had kept them down for years and years and years, and then the either Thanos' snap or the Hulk snap sent out radiation to let it burst off. I think, and here's my thing, 
I think the Hulk snapping his fingers like that let the Eternals or let the Celestials know oh Earth is Earth just destroyed some Infinity Stones they probably need to be looked at and that's what brought them back oh so they basically alerted the Celestials that like they've just been kind of going under the radar for a while yeah and then like and and like no one other than the Eternals would be aware of the Celestials existence so that's why no other hero is worried about it yeah and then they have seven days to maybe the Celestials are arriving in a week I don't know yeah. for some reason they have to travel there even though they're, they're Celestials they have to get a train yeah I think I think it's going to be like there could be like kind of a because you have this dude Irish and the judge they could have to like plead the case for humanity in a way and they've all been on the planet for so long that they're all like I like the bit when they're like we've been here for centuries but we haven't seen each other for centuries so they all just go to separate parts of the planet and just live out their lives and then yeah. we get I, even just the trailer I was like oh I can't wait till we get our team reuniting scene where they have to one by one <laughs> like Richard Madden's like let's get the crew back together we have to go yeah, around and find out a crew. Yeah. Barry Keown is out living in the forest or something that looks pretty cool he's so evil week. He's so evil. So evil. So, such an evil man. Um, but like, uh, this, it also feels like they're, it, 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 it is a bit Marvel quippy at times. Uh, like it's a bit of, aha, a joke. Some like in some of this you're, trailer. You're thinking of Ikea. Ikea, yeah. yeah. Mm. As soon as the ta- as soon as the table fell, I knew the joke was going to be Ikea. I, I understand that, but I think they do that for a trailer. Like I think I that that, jo- that was written into the script for the trailer for the that trailer exact joke. bit at the end of a trailer. That you wouldn't can it do be that. great if that was a Marvel fake out and Richard Madden does that in the movie and he breaks his arm? <laughs> I know, and a deviant eats him. <laughs> he's, he's just about to do it, and a deviant just eats him. Um, I think it looks the scale of this is outrageous. Just ridiculous. even even looking at it, it's big and it's weird. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I think it looks big and weird, and I think that can work. Because they, they can do grounded films, like Black Widow was their last film, which I think yeah. is the most by-the-numbers spy, fighty movie that they're going to do, and then follow it up with this, which is the complete opposite end of the scale. It's Jack Kirby's fever dream. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's so Kirby that it's it's actually outrageous. Yeah, like and and, and I, I, I do think it's going to be... It's going to make the Eternals a lot more accessible than what they are in the comic. Because you asking me that question started out as a joke because I tried to explain the Eternals once and it was nonsense. It was absolute nonsense. It was, yes. So this is going to do like what the MCU did for Super Soldier Serums and the Hulk and Captain Marvel. Like just simplify it down until like all you need to know and then you can make the characters interesting. And we know that Chloe's out. She did the pitch to Kevin Feige directly. Yeah. She came to them and they were never going to do this film. But she came and she pitched it. And she had such an impressive pitch that they were like, greenlit the movie right there. She knows what she's doing. And this is yeah. before she won the Oscar. And then she so, won the Oscar and they were like, and oh, then she won the Oscar. <laughs> and I, I like the bit when they put that right smack bag in the middle of the trailer. This is coming from Oscar winner, Chloe. So you're just like, oh, yeah. shit. They don't normally do that. They normally like... 
they might do a little bit of like, oh, it's from James Gunn or it's from Taika Waititi, but they might do mm. it at the end. But I like the bit that right in smack bang in the middle, black screen, Oscar winner director is doing this film. It, yeah, now it doesn't. This movie doesn't look like a Marvel film either. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, and like I think I mean it has the CGI and all that. But actually, you know what stood out to me was the CGI looks really good. For we always say that the movie's not out yet. The trailer you can't judge the CGI from because they haven't finished it yet. Looks fairly fucking finished to me. It looks pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Like you have like big spaceships and you have these like constructs that Angelina Jolie is making, and it all looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like. And the reason I say it looks different, like, and I think it is because of things like the real sets and things like they use, but also because it's a director with a proper vision for this is coming in and making it. So you have these shots that you wouldn't see in your Ant-Man 3s or your Iron Man 2s or whatever, you know. Yeah, and I think that's that's what happens when you get somebody who is that confident in their abilities and they, as you said, they have a vision. So they come in yeah. and they're also given the leeway that they're like, okay, we'll give you whatever you want. Go go mad. And because yeah, yeah. it's a batshit idea. Let's see what you can do. And then you give the, you give someone that talented, this amazing cast, like the cast is ludicrous as well. And so then you just have, you have a situation where you have a very good director, a very good cast and unlimited money. <laughs> so wow! Imagine what you could do. Imagine what you could do. So I think this movie could do really well, but also it probably won't like make two billion dollars. But you could have a situation where like you create a whole brand new group of fans. People are like, I love the Eternals. The Eternals and Guardians of the Galaxy are my two favorite teams. Yeah, they're my things now. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it could it could be the next big thing because like. It, it it's not like Marvel have never took characters that people have never heard of and made them like household names and massive successes. Look at and Guardians. We, also, we got to see uh, Pompeii exploding as well, which was fun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, uh, that's definitely Pompeii, sick, right. isn't it? Pompeii or like Iceland? I don't know. A lot of volcanoes <laughs> in the world. In two thousand and seven, <laughs> it's the one that they're doing. Yeah, it upset all the flight paths. <laughs> It just came hard and like, fuck, I was going to fly. Oh, <laughs> Damn. I to take my horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a week of Movie Mondays. Uh, will I take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description if you're interested. Big shout out to Please Get Vaccinated, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe King Shark. I'm just gonna I'm, I'm actually just gonna read it flat. King Shark, do 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 King Shark, do 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 King Shark, do 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 King Shark, Bernie. I don't think that was flat. I think you still had a little bit of a tune there. I needed some rhythm. I needed some rhythm in it, otherwise I would pass out. Thank you also to Roisin, Trodoshin, Halley, Ryan, Right Time, Evanson, Sean, Heroes Don't Do That, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna, Go Ducks, Helm Roos, Lil Dicky. In exciting local news, South Park creators Matt Stone and Trey Parker bought Casa Bonita, McGrew, 
it's a fast food chain that was going out of business and they bought it, it turns out. It is some research oh my God. on it. Yeah, fair play to the lads. Uh, <laughs> thanks also to Danny McLaughlin, Ray. Sorry for that outburst. Have a custard cream on me, Luke Hoth. And I can't believe Wanda did this. Uh, thanks everyone for the continued support. Really do appreciate it. Five dollars or more a month over on the Patreon gets you access to the movie review show that we do, the Lazarus Pit, we call it. Um, you can also follow us on all the social medias. They're all linked below. But the best way you can ever help out the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lauder. I have been Sean Mean. And we shall see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.